Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Balvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Doing great, Matt. How about you? Good. Another nice summer day. Very nice to be out here. A little cooler than usual, so I'm, I'm loving it. All right, episode 130, how to find the low-hanging fruit in your business. How to find the low-hanging fruit in your business. Every business owner has the low-hanging fruit. It's all in there, and they just don't know where to look, or they haven't looked, or they forgot to look, or, or something to that effect, right? Yeah, and because we don't talk typically, I don't want to say we don't talk to startups, but because we're talking to existing business owners, yeah. we're going to focus on existing business owners and, all right, what's the low-hanging fruit? How are you going to grow from where you're at? Because that's the big question a lot of people are asking right now. I want to grow. How do I? So what is the low-hanging fruit? Let's, let's start with yeah, let's any, start with that. It's category, a, any category a, you want to talk about. A category, about. I'll start with one of the categories, which was, you know, what's the best marketing campaign you've ever run? right? Frank Kern, which is one of the gurus, you know, says that's the first thing he does. If you sign up for a Frank Kern course or whatever, the first thing he says is, all right, tell me the best thing you've done in the last year for marketing. And let's do more of that. Like literally, that's what he said. But he says, like, let's say you sign up for a, a, a course or not a course, but whatever, one of those training sessions doesn't start in a month. He says, I'll ask you, what's the best thing you've ever done in the last year, last two years? Let's do more of that. You'll have made your money before you even came to my conference, before you even came to my coaching program. So the first thing he says is, what's your best marketing program you've ever run, that you've run in the last year, and let's do that again. So there's and that's, one of that's, a, that's actually great advice, because I think I'm guilty. I think a lot of us business coaches, we, we want to look at the whole picture. Okay, tell me about this. Tell me about this. Instead of just saying, okay, what's the best thing you've done? Yeah. And do yeah. more of that. That's... Um, but that sounds like, dude, did I have to pay you to do that for me? I mean, it's well, like. A lot of times, well, and that's it. We've said this before. It's the same concept, number two, which would be, uh, it worked so well, I quit doing it, right? There are probably some things that you did growing your business last year or when you started out 10 years ago that worked so well that you quit doing it. Now you're, now you're too old to do cold calling. Now you're too mature to go door to door. Now you're too, you know, whatever it is. But man, when you started this business and you had to get it working because you had to make, you know, payments for your wife and your kids and take care of them, you did these things, right? So that's my second category goes, which is closely related. What worked so well that you quit doing it? Well, I used to call all the guys, that, all the surrounding neighbors. I'm a, I'm a landscape guy and I used to work the whole neighborhood, do the cards and drop them out and get a little uh, people to go in and drop the cards in all the mailboxes. And, and I just don't do that anymore. You know, it's funny. Uh just before this, we were talking about your golf swing and um, and how your coach had you hitting the ball down the fairway, right? Right. One right. after another after another. It worked so good, but you, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't fancy, Correct. but it was working. And, right. and But you want to stop doing it because it's not pretty. It doesn't have all the it's, feel. And, that's a great point. It doesn't match my expectations. I have this mental image of what my golf swing should look like versus what it it. it feels like, and they say feeling real, that it's not matching my mental image, right? That I have a great example personally on that right now, uh, talking about what works so well. So I keep having this image for one of my businesses that I want it to look like this. You know, you run a Facebook ad, you do a webinar, you generate a phone call, an appointment, and that generates a client. That's kind of a funnel that I want to work. I've heard of other guys doing it in this type business, one of my other businesses. And 
that's not what I have. What I have is a referral network where I get referrals from centers of influence, accountants and lawyers and consultants and referrals from existing clients. I get clients on a very nice regular basis, but it doesn't look like this perception is. My perception is here where you run the Facebook and you do the webinar and it's like a vending machine and, and you get one client comes out every time you do this. You know, the referral way to grow the businesses, which we talk about all the time and I love it, and that's the way I built my business, is, is, is erratic. There's not one every month. There might be zero this month and four next month and one the month after that and two after that and back to four. So it doesn't match my reality of, I'm sorry, it doesn't match my perception. It doesn't look the way I think it should. It look, I, Dean Jackson says you have this, you know, do this and you do this and you mail your list and every time your list comes out, but uh, what's his name? Jeff Walker says you do this, you do a launch and every time you do a launch, you generate $100,000 and then you just do a launch with a different, center of influence and boom, there's your launch model. And okay. Like, but Okay. And let's, let's, we're talking about low hanging fruit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but when Jeff Walker says you do a launch and you did got this and this and this, what, okay. Th that's, that's not low hanging fruit unless you already have the list. So I'll use the, the example, you know, that, uh, this past week, um, I, I brought in a new client and they're, um, they're in a specific type of business in, in the lending business, we'll just say. And, when they, they want to grow. And so they said they had all these grandiose ideas of marketing ideas, which is what you're talking about. Doesn't fit the perception. And I said, how many people you got on your list? They said, probably 4,500 to 5,000. I said, are they active? They said, yes, active 4,500 to 5,000 active people that have inquired and even, uh, you know, filled out their forms. So these are real engaged. They showed interest. Yeah. Pro prospects. And I said, well, let's go to, let's go to talk to them through email. Uh, we'll build a landing page and let's, let's get them yeah. uh, re-engaged. Right? I called yeah. it re-engagement. Yeah. And it wasn't, it's not sexy. Like you were talking about. It's yeah. not yeah. sexy at all. There's nothing right. sexy about it. But just out of that list, if we, we take some emails and we convert a couple of them, it can mean hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of revenue to this, to this business. And so I think sometimes, like you said, it works so well we stop doing it because we want the sexy. We want, hey, I want my <laughs> face all over Facebook right, ads, right? right? I mean, we want this, but the reality is if if I'm gonna I'm gonna go let's let's talk about landscapers or window washers or pressure washing. I don't care if you're in the service business, I would ask you, how many people do you have on your list? And they and they'll probably say, I don't have a list. And I'll say, yes. Oh, you have a list. They might be in a file cabinet. Um, they <laughs> right, might, right. I mean, you have a list. They might be in your cell phone. They might be your Venmo account because the people are sending you money, but you have a list. Now, how can we go back and re-engage some of those people either in an upsell or if they've left you, how can we bring them back into the fold? Oh, that's perfect. This, yeah. is, this is how to find low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging yeah. fruit is people that, know, like, and trust you already. Maybe they haven't purchased from you or maybe they have, but they know, like, and trust you already. And, and you go after them and sell them a new service or be um, an existing service that they're no longer purchasing. Uh, and that is, is, I think, some of the biggest low-hanging fruit is existing oh, customer base that are in your file cabinet. And you might even have them, Matt, 
Yeah, exactly. Well, everybody does, right? So, so, so everybody does, right? It's somebody that you've done business with in the past and no longer does business with you, right? So somebody who left you for some reason, go check on them and see, you know, hey, I fixed whatever we left, or I just want to make sure it's working out where you are. Those are, we call it uh, the reactivation campaign. So in a dentist practice, reactivation campaign, it is uh, den uh, people that have not been in in six months to two years. Likelihood, they haven't gone to another dentist, they just haven't come back to you easy thing to do would be, hey, Dave, you know, we missed you at our last appointment. Sorry, we, whatever. You got busy. We got busy. We didn't call you to get rescheduled. Let's get you back on the books. And a lot of times you don't even need uh, an incentive to do that. It's almost like, yeah, I, I've been meaning to get, come back into the dentist. I forgot. Right? So the reactivation campaign, it could be the, uh, oh, I'm doing like a physical, you know, physical therapist, right? So I'm going to physical therapy. I've had a shoulder issue, right? I'm going to wean myself off instead of once a week. I'm starting to go once every two weeks. And then I'll probably start going once a month. And then it'll be, maybe I'll forget to go once a month, right? You can reactivate me. I do the same thing. I talk to the chiropractor. I go to a chiropractor uh, on a regular basis. Reactivation campaign, right? Somebody who plays sports, who's athletic, who's, well, gosh, you know, you probably need to come in here once a month for maintenance, once every two weeks for maintenance. Let you, let's get you back on the board, right? That's a reactivation campaign for a chiropractor, for a physical therapist, for a dentist, all those people, like you just said, are people that know, like, and trust you. You've done business with before. Let's bring them back in. So let's say let's say you're a dentist, uh, chiropractor, doctor, whatever, and you've got some vacancy in the seats in your business, or if you're a doctor, it's you have vacant rooms in between patients. I know that's not the case right now for most doctors. So maybe doctors is not the case, but we'll say dentists, chiropractors. You've got some vacancy. Well, um, how do you get to if you don't have those people's emails? but they're in your file cabinet as clients, you've got to, you're going to have to pay somebody to actually physically, like somebody in your office to go in and, and reactivate them. A lot of times you have their cell phone number. And by the way, cell phone is, has a higher conversion rate right now than, than email. So some of the highest conversions are um, sending a message to your audience, low hanging fruit, through their cell phone. And a lot of clients over at least the past 10 years have eliminated their home phone. So many of those phone numbers there and their software you can buy just punch in a phone number and yeah. it'll let you know it's a cell phone. Well, now you reactivate those people through, through text. Now this is another way to reactivate as opposed to doing email and text seems to be sexier. You know why? Because people will actually respond to you and schedule an appointment. If you put the appointment link in the text, it, it, the, the results can be astronomical, like 25 to 35% response. Imagine if, if right now you have 20% empty chairs and you, you paid your uh, bookkeeper or somebody, receptionist, somebody to literally go in and, and set it up so you send all those other people. And boom, all of a sudden you're, you got 15% more capacity than you can handle. Isn't that a bad thing to have? That Somebody a, that you are already paying hourly, and this is low-hanging fruit. It's already in your file cabinet. It's, it's, it's like- um, those, it, those are, Yeah, those are all great like reactivation campaigns. You're exactly right. We talked about uh, niches. So I always say, go back and, and you know, 80-20 rule, right? 80% uh, of your revenue from your top 20 clients. Why don't you ask them for a referral? We never ask for referrals. Why don't we ask for referrals? I want to duplicate those. So even the idea of identifying the niche, who are the people that, that come to me, who are my favorite clients I like to work with, and then simply just asking them for referrals, right? 
asking them for help, for assistance. Hey, Dave, I really like working with you. I'd really like more people like you. You, you know, who are the three people that can use my services? Who are three people that, and then you got to be, we talked about that before, there's specific language you can use to, right? And so go back to the landscaper example. It's like, hey, do you mind if I put in a mailer for your neighborhood that says, that Dave, you're a client of mine, and hey, check out Dave's lawn. It's awesome. You know, if you want your lawn to look as great as Dave's, you know, I've got time because I'm already in the neighborhood. That's a combination of in the neighborhood marketing. We have a whole marketing plan for that. Yeah, one of and that would be the, a get referrals from your top 20 clients. One of the great ways to do that is to ask your client, hey, what is it that like appeals to you about my service? Yeah, okay, whether you you're a landscaper, what is it that appeals to you? And then and they'll say, Well, I really like this and I really like this. Would you mind telling me, you know, or telling two or three of your friends that would also like that service. See, it's, it's an easier way to ask without saying, hey, could you, but what is it that appeals, that what I'm doing for you that appeals to you? And then would you mind um, telling a couple of your friends how I could help do that for them? Because we are afraid to ask for referrals. I don't yeah. know why. I mean, I say we, almost all people, it's like, oh, I, it feels weird, but it's really not that weird because if you're really doing somebody a good service, isn't it a disservice for them not to tell their friends? Because oh, absolutely, yeah. It's like well, it's like a good movie, Matt. Well, if you go to yeah, a good movie, exactly. you tell everybody, right? Well, we've talked about this in the past. It goes back. Why do people give referrals? They're really not doing you a favor. They do it to make themselves look good. Yeah. So we've talked about those kind of referral programs too. Whether it be, let's say, they'll go back to landscaper and hey, I want to, you know, I'm looking for new business. Uh, I want you to be able to give three, you know, I'll do the, I'll redo the flowers around somebody's mailbox for free just to show them what I can do. And you, Dave, can give out three of those for me. So three of your friends, you'll look good by giving away free flowers around the landscape or free flowers around, I mean, around the mailbox or free flowers around the whatever front, front stoop, right? You'll look good. They'll be happy because they'll get a new little flower bed around the, the mailbox. I got the, 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 the chance at a new client. Win, win, win for everybody. That would be a great campaign. Now you're, you're asking them for a referral, but you're also making them look good when they gave their referral. It's kind of like the car wash. How about a car wash? You can give away three car washes this month. You know, you got a guy comes to your house that does car wash. Great, I'm gonna give it to my three best friends and I'll look cool. Hey Dave, I got a, new, I got a free car wash for you, buddy. My guy is awesome, you gotta give him a try. And then he's, he gets to pitch you on using his car washers. But I look good in the meantime, because at least I got you a free car wash, darn it. Exactly. And that's a really, it's a really great campaign because why? They're going to take you up on the offer, the free car yeah. You hand me an opportunity to get a free car wash, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah. I want a free car wash. And people yeah. will drive a long way to get a free car wash. <laughs> They'll drive a lot further. But so, you know, these reactivation campaigns are, are the are the low hanging fruit, one of the low hanging fruits in your business. And it's a big one. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, look at this and referrals are another low hanging fruit that people, if you can get away from the nervousness of it. Right. The same with the dentist. It's, it's like, I, I, I see it all the time. People do this naturally, um, like on Facebook. Uh, right. Does anybody know a good pediatric dentist? You'll see, you'll see somebody post that and then yes. 15 people will all of a sudden pipe in. So if you're the pediatric dentist, why aren't you asking your customers 
to tell their friends because people naturally do it. So if you love our service, see, I used to say this long ago when I had the locksmith business, I used to say, if you love our service, would you tell somebody? If you hate our service, would you tell me? That's a great one. I love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, nowadays you could take that same thing, and, and we just do this in one of my dental practice, Google reviews. Let's just pump up the Google reviews on Google business and the whole, like when you search the whole strategy and it's, let's make it as easy as possible for them to give us a, a Google review. We're going to send them the link and might even have a couple of language choices they can have. That's a whole campaign we did for this, for this dentist. And it was, let's get as many Google reviews as we can. Actually we had a number we were trying to get to, uh, I think we're trying to get to 50 in the next 30 days. Can we get 55 star Google reviews, right? That's exactly what you're just talking about. Hey, if you liked your service today, that would be awesome. If you could give us a Google review, here's the link to it. You send it out an email, it's proactive. Now what do you have? You got social proof, which by the way, then you could use on your email campaign, which is the reactivation campaign. Hey Dave, it's been a while since you got been in here. Look at all the, we've gotten 30, 50 uh, five-star email reviews in the last 30 days. Come on back in and see us. Wow, we just double dipped. So, and people like, okay, so I'm going to use a, a, uh, a process of, of, of telling people like yes. about something. So you tell a story of how you learn this or you earn this, okay? It might be, um, you tell a story, you're a dentist, you tell a story about um, somebody, Susie, Susie had a broken crown or whatever. You tell the story of how this came to be. And then, and then you tell the strategy, okay? Our strategy was we're going to, we're going to, uh, first we have to do a, a root canal on Susie. So we go from the story. We're going to tell the strategy of what we're going to do with Susie. And then we're going to tell the tactics. Okay. So we did the root canal. Then we, we capped it in two. And we all did this in two hours. And then you, you, you show proof now. And then it might be Susie's smile or whatever. So this, you got this process and it's what you're really doing is you're, you're showing your framework. Like we learned this in strategic coach, how, how to build these frameworks. Well, the, this is the way, a really easy way to tell and get this framework of how to like re-engage people. And it's great if you could tell a story and the strategy and then show some tactics and then, and then ultimately create testimony or trust through the show and tell aspect. And I am, I am laughing at you, right? This is exactly what I'm about to do with one of my financial services clients. And this is absolutely awesome. And I'm, I'm actually wrote, I wrote everything down, right? So tell the story, right? So, so uh, a prospect comes in, she's a widow uh, with money, but the husband always managed the money, right? And so it turns out our tax bill is really, really high. And there's reasons for that, right? And so because of that, tell the strategy and the tactics. We do, we do a tax review or a tax audit and we, we, you can show them here's the review and here's what we did and here's the results. And, Turns out that you're overpaying this tax because they did this incorrectly or not ideally. And then yada, yada, yada. And the end result was we saved the, the widow a bunch of taxes and she loves us. She's really happy. Yeah. And, right? the, and so, the amount we saved her in taxes was, was uh, yeah. you know, 10 times. our fees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we saved her 10 it's times a, what, what our fees were. You then know? it's a case study. Like then it's a case study That's that you exactly. can now tell again i'm big into referrals right so that's a i would take that referral and tell the lawyer who gave me the referral but then i would tell the accountant who didn't give me the referral about hey look i got this referral from this lawyer and here's what happened then you would tell the other accountant and the other lawyer and the other consultant but you turned it into a case study 
that was real life, it'll mean more to the lawyer that actually gave you the referral. But the story is, like you just said, very helpful to all your other referral sources. Again, it becomes what I call a case study, referral case study. And anyway, but it's your then, framework. By the way, framework. this is, if I don't care if you listen to Tony Robbins, if you listen to Russell Brunson, Sam Ovens, I, I, I don't, whoever you're listening to, Ray Edwards, it, it, if whoever you're, you're listening to, it, if you notice, what makes Tony Robbins so unique is he starts with that story, he then tells a strategy, then he gives some tactics, and then he gives you proof, and that proof is typically a case study. And so this is how you build a framework so that you can go back after your low-hanging fruit. This, this whole thing is centered around low-hanging fruit. So, you know, sometimes it's like, what do I say? Right, well, right, this right. is what you say. You, this is what you say. Yeah, this is what you say. You, you start with a story. Don't come with tactics first. Tell a story, which, which ultimately turns, and then you tell them a strategy. And then the strategy is the big picture. You know, if, if you're the landscaper, what's right. the big picture? We want you, you know, lawn service. The tactics are how you went about putting the flower bed around the mailbox. And then, you know, and how you beat the homeowners association because don't put a flower bed around your mailbox. If you live in my subdivision, you can't do that. By the way, that's, uh, that's a tangent, but um, you can't do that. Um, so I, that's why if you're a homeowners association, your low hanging fruit is to stop picking on your homeowners. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, but, that's good. All right, so I want to go back. You mentioned something else. So, so another way to find the low hanging fruit, and this is of you and your staff, of let's try to innovate our service and exceed expectations, okay? And so you might be already exceeding expectations and you just don't know it or don't, don't talk about it, right? So uh, you might offer up a, a money back guarantee and you've always done that and you've already done that, but you're not really marketing that or selling that. And a great example is that, you know, Charles Schwab, the big, they have uh, some sort of uh, money back guarantee, which is unheard of in the financial services business. Everybody thought that was actually illegal. But it turns out that it's, they basically give you the last quarter fee. Fees. Yes. They don't care if you quarter. lost all your money. We're not giving yes. you that back. Correct. That's exactly right. It's, but it's almost misleading. because It is misleading because of what people right. hear is not what yes. they're saying. What they hear is a money back guarantee. And they give you back the last, but the technicalities of it is you're exactly right. They only give you this quarter's fee. And oh, by the way, then you're fired. You can't just give my fees back and then keep keep using my services, yeah. right? Well, a lot of people offer a money back guarantee, but but you can use that as a selling point, right? So like there's so many of these TVs and commercials and programs, oh, money back guarantee, money back guarantee, you know? So you and I were talking about, well, we'll write you a check for $100. We'll write you a check for 500. So it's a money back guarantee plus, right? Uh, you could add that. We talked about innovating of services and, and exceeding expectations what I was trying to get at. And I actually had an example of a window, a window cleaning service, right? So you go window cleaning, they expect you, oh, sparkling clean windows when we're done. Well, that's kind of what I expected and what I hired you for, right? So ways you might exceed expectations on that is you, um, you, you clean all, this, all the screens. If people you have screens, we don't have screens in my house anymore, but they clean out the screens. Oh, what would be really cool is if you repaired the screens, right? whether you put a patch on it or whether you do the whole screen itself because you got a little screen thing in the back of your van. Now you're, how about a glass coating, like a one-year glass coating or a, a stain-free, you know, the, the glass flush you put on your car so it, so it doesn't spot, right? 
Well, by the way, when you put it on the one year thing, you've now planted the idea in your client's mind that, gosh, I should probably have this coating applied every year, right? So then you'd have the renewal thing going in there, right? But you'd also could also upsell, you know, uh, the tenting, right? You got windows and the heat comes in and makes this room really hot in the summertime, we could put tenting on it. And if you don't do the tenting, that'd be a great joint venture for you to be doing with. So let's pause for a minute. You're talking about <laughs> the window cleaning guy, and I'm thinking about how to take this framework that I was just talking about. So you you give a story where your competitor yes. went out and cleaned somebody's windows, but I went out and I did Mrs. Smith's house. Yes. And what we do is first we clean the windows. Yes. Then we put on our secret whatever XYZ yeah, coating on the windows. Yeah. Now, six months later, uh, Mrs. Smith, her windows are still perfect. Where, yeah. where Bob, Bob Jones next door, they're having to clean their windows again. So yeah. the, the sure, we were a little more expensive in the beginning. Yeah. Mrs. Smith. Oh, by the way, we repaired all of Mrs. Smith's screens and the holes in her screens. And she loves this word because she likes to have her windows open, the mosquitoes, right? So like, you know, you can add that in there. You're exactly right. You exceeded expectations with your story. Exactly what you just talked about. Your story, your strategy, your tactics. And, and your and your and process the, and the case study with the mrs jones study. versus or mrs smith and so it we the the whole idea the whole idea behind low-hanging fruit is to forget about customer acquisition for a minute yeah and look at who you've got yep. that's the low-hanging fruit is that's the low-hanging fruit and, and what is it what is the expression who not how right so who do you have as clients already and, and then the how is, how can you go and help them solve a problem today? Yep. yep. Because yep. they used you before, um, even if they absolutely, like it was the worst experience on the planet, you can actually, they'll tell you, we had the worst experience on the planet. Would you give me the opportunity to earn your trust once yeah. again? Well, this goes back to our core, our little wheel, right? This is actually, what I would tell you is, Low-hanging fruit was, is, is about not generating new leads or new clients. It's about uh, a higher transactions with existing clients, right? That's number three. We talk about leads, conversion, transaction. This is really talking about getting transactions from existing clients or past clients. Past clients would be reactivation. Existing clients would be adding a new service. Hey, you bought this. Maybe they want this, right? We bought this. Now we have this new service that, that complements that, right? So you're talking about uh, getting more wallet share. If you're a financial services person, it's more wallet share. If you're an insurance guy, you're not just selling life insurance, you're selling disability insurance and key man insurance, right? So you're stacking on, and if not just the home, but it's home and auto, right? That's what they do, right? Uh, home and auto in life now for, for all state people can do that kind of stuff. So you're talking about increasing the number of transactions with existing clients. That's low hanging fruit. That is, that is really the core of this whole thing. And that's one of our, our core five fundamentals, which is increase the number of persons, how often they buy from you or the dollar amount they buy from you. And in that is the reactivation campaign. Get those that have bought from you in the past to come back and buy that same product or service again, or a new or complimentary one, or a new joint venture partner that you have that you know those type people might want, which we, we haven't really talked much about that, but that's in there too. And for goodness sakes, if you're if you if you're right now going, yeah, but we're so busy, I can't go back into the old files. Well, then if you're so busy, then you don't need more business. But if you're not, <laughs> if you're just hire an intern, hire an intern yeah, this summer. The point is that's where I was going. If yeah. you're busy, but you're not busy making money, hire someone to do the work, even yeah. if it's 
temporary, hire an intern, hire a college kid, hire somebody, but for goodness sake, get it done because this is low hanging fruit and you can increase your business by 30, 40% in literally 20, you know, 25 to 65 days, just in a short yeah. period of time. Well, that's exactly right. And this leads into, you know, our irresistible offer right now is a profit acceleration session. We can find any business owner $50,000, $75,000, $100,000 in 45 minutes or less without spending a dollar more on advertising or marketing. Call us, email us to schedule your profit acceleration session. How do we do that? A lot of this is us finding the right low-hanging fruit in your business. That's why we know it's in there. The 50000 is in there. The 75 is in there because we can find it. We know we do this all the time. This is part of our profit acceleration session. Find the low hanging fruit. The other thing we do is we have our mastermind group, our coaching group, right? And what do you think we do in there is we have, we talk about this stuff. What worked for you? What works so well that it hasn't? What works so well you quit doing it? What's, a, what's, what's the best campaign you ran in the last year, right? These are periodic things. Hey Dave, what did you try in your business that worked that might work in my business? We talk about this in our coaching, in our mastermind, and the idea is, what do you need to be successful? You need commitment, a roadmap, and a support system. That's what the coaching group is. That's what the mastermind group is. The, the commitment is comes by you. You gotta commit, you're ready to take it to the next level, right? But the roadmap is already there, and the support system is already there. And this, one of the topics is gonna be in the discussion is, let's talk about low-hanging fruit. Let's go get some low-hanging fruit in your business, and my business, and his business, and let's have a little communal powwow of how we're gonna do that. What did you do last year? What, what did you do that I might try? And we just gave you like six or eight different ideas during this whole, which are, which, are the, which are just game changers because what we did just talk about is most of that goes right to your bottom line. Your fixed costs are the same. You got the same number of employees, got the same overhead, you got the same everything. So these reactivation campaigns, these selling to existing clients are just almost pure profit. Like a dentist reactivation campaign, they got lab fees. It's 90% profit or whatever, 86% profit, right? The, 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 the lawn, the landscape guy going next door, right? He's already in the neighborhood, right? All these things are, are, are no-brainers. So Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com, get, get a profit acceleration session with us. Ask us about our mastermind group. Um, Find your free 50, 75, 100 grand. It's in there, man. That's It's low-hanging fruit. We know it's there. It's there. Just reach out to us and we'll help you find it. All right, buddy. This Great is fun. Show, Matt. See you. See you.